Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. My name is Brett. This guy's name is Evil Jeff. Hey. Hey. And we're here to talk about comics in a queer way. Um, hmm. Sure. Evil Jeff and I last week said that this episode was going to be um, my interview with Stan Lee from 1999 after I had it digitized. However, Jeff, you want to... That is going to be delayed a week because I really, I want to bask in it. I want to sit in it. I want to sift through it. I want to listen and re-listen. And the main thing is I want to actually listen to it, which I was supposed to do. And I did not do that. Because my life is chaos, and I'm old and have dementia and don't remember things. Yes. Um, and luckily, though, Jeff and I are both avid comic book readers, so we have content for you, because we read a lot of comics, whether we're going to talk about them on the show or not. Exactly. So we're ready to go. And not only that, but Jeff gets the inside scoop sometimes, mainly because his boyfriend is in the, the animation guild. So I get to go to early previews to shit. Like I got to see Wreck-It Ralph early. Um, oh. And I also got to see uh, the new Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie. You goddamn bitch. Yep. Got to I- see it two weeks early. This bitch texted me a photo from inside the theater with the like the title card like the still that was on before this preview started i was so jealous (laughs) and but because i'm doing this podcast my dedication i skipped out on uh, um all the directors and writers were there afterwards and i was like i don't care oh my god i legitimately forgive you for not listening to the stanley thing yet yeah (laughs) now after you just said that oh that's so nice but it's an yeah it's an animated um, movie. We care less. Yeah. I mean, I also got to see Incredibles early, Incredibles 2, and that, like, Brad Bird was there. Yeah. And the guy who did all the music, who, like, is an Oscar winner, and I was like, oh, I'm staying for this. Um, Fun story, fun fact, really. The same job where I interviewed Stan Lee, I also interviewed Brad Bird. Really? For they... Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Yes. Yep. 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 Oh, goodness. We have a well, something to an, look forward to. We have a big Iron Giant uh, toy, like replica, in our living room. Oh, well, not big. I mean, it's only like two and a half feet tall. Ten feet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to the news that you saw. You saw. I you, saw you, it. You've seen it. I saw it. Um, my boyfriend thinks it might be his favorite Spider-Man movie ever. He also thinks it's probably his favorite movie he's seen the whole year. Get out of here. So, and I thought it was garbage. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> really fucking good. It's really, like really good. The animation is great because it's like 3D animation, but then they kind of add like the comic book lines and ink on top of Ooh. the 3D animation, yes. which I've never mm. seen before. And a lot of the action sequences, when like the impacts happen, it turns uh, with like the dot kind of print, comic book yeah. print. Yeah, like halftime. With like yep. the boom and the boom sounds. There's a lot of like like sounds like that show up like in a comic. It's Ooh. very comic so Batman. oriented. Yes, it's great. And uh, it, yeah, it's just kind of... Pretty much um, most of the the spider people make an appearance. And there you even if you're like, oh, some spider people weren't in this and I wanted that spider person to be in it. Well, make sure you stay to the end of the credits. Oh, what a scoop. Yeah, it's really good. Because also, have you seen the trailers for it? Oh, yes. Uh, you know what it basically is. Yeah, I know what it basically is. It basically, it's basically is Miles it's, you Morales' know, it's, movie. Yeah, for, of course. He's the on the poster. Yeah, it's... The poster is of Miles Morales. And it's, it's so good. He's so good. It's so... And then there's some Easter eggs, some Brian uh, Michael Bendis Easter eggs. 
where like when he's like, I need to call and talk to somebody and he starts scrolling through his phone and then he like hovers over Brian M. Bendis. (laughs) And then he's like, no. And then he goes to somebody else. Uh, So there's like fun stuff like that. I can already tell you, I'm going to be real into daddy Peter Parker. He's hot. He has a dad bod. Yeah. Total dad bod. And it's the guy, the voice of the... Uh, Zoe Deschanel's love interest from yes, uh, New Girl. New Girl. He's yes. fucking sexy. He's cute. He's real cute. And Nicolas Cage is, is Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir. And Jonathan Mullaney is uh, Peter Porker. Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. What's the line like what's the line he says in the trailer? <laughs> it's about to get very weird or something. Like that, I can't remember right now. Um, had a very long week. Probably. Two. There's one part where he's like fighting a guy and he's like, is that like a cartoon? Because someone was <laughs> like, uh, what are you, a cartoon? <laughs> and then there's another stop, line. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, I want to just spoil one. No, of stop. Oh, come on. God. Nope. I love how we're allowed to spoil it for every single audience member listening, but if Not Brett hasn't seen it, heaven forbid. Heaven to Betsy, if you uh, spoil it for me. It's really fucking good, though. It's, like, really good. And I think right now the fact that the Spider-Man movie is good, the Spider-Man video game is really good, and then the Spider-Man... Uh, now there's going to be... This is clearly going to be an ongoing Spider-Man franchise of the animated version with miles morales i feel like it's all being hit out of the park i can't believe it spider-man is super hot right now yeah literally and figuratively wow wow although miles morales is he's 15 so yeah but he's just the best actually i think he's 14 no it said he's in middle school I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, whenever I read about teen heroes, I'm like, do you know how young that is? Yeah. Do you know how most teen heroes probably are killed? Like, in, if we did this, like, it was real. In the real world, I mean, I would think, like, the the murder rate of teen superheroes is, like, 85%. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're so young. Yeah. And, they and they know t- what they're doing. Yeah, and they're, they probably take unwise risks. Yes. Like vaping. While they're trying to fight. Um, with Jewel. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so, it's so good. It's great. I highly recommend it. Everyone see it. I want it to be a big hit. Um, yeah. there's That's my, my review. Two thumbs up. Zero ooze. Oh, good. That's our highest ooze yet. Uh. So that's happy news for Spider-Man. Uh, we've got sad news for one of his dear friends, Matthew Murdock. Daredevil got a one-two punch. The one punch... Into, into Cancel Town. Was, it was punched into Cancel Town. No, but the <laughs> second punch is now it has been... And I don't... I read it, but I didn't read who actually released the statement. But none of these titles that have been canceled will be coming back to stream on the Disney stream platform. Yes. It feels like Marvel and Netflix hate each other now. Yeah, it feels it's like, like the new happened. Google and Apple or something. Yeah, like drama. I feel like there's drama. Yeah. No, there definitely is something. Well, I think Netflix is just pissed that Disney's going to go streaming. And then I heard Warner Brothers just shut down all of its it has uh i forget what they're called but it has the most different streaming sites for like niche movies cult movies like classic like uh turner classic movies like all of those things where there's yeah. where you can watch them online they've removed all of them because warner brothers is about to start their own streaming yeah service. it's happening it, guess it was inevitable. what guess what you can't have 20 streaming services 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 because we can't afford all of them right because at least with cable it was all on one so how is this going to work in the future i don't get it it's like they want you to choose but there's hulu there's amazon there's netflix there'll be disney there'll be warner brothers oh i use um canopy as well did i ever tell you about that what's canopy 
It's the one that's free if you have a library card. Canopy with a K. Well, we all know that I'm not going to do that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. It was like the first thing I did when I moved to New York City was get a library card. Libraries are wonderful. Libraries are for learning, and learning is for nerds. Well, then call me a nerd, because I'm in a library right now. <laughs> there is something Canopy about a sexy has, nerd. Canopy, it's the story. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's my jam. Canopy has all of the A24 films. What's H? What, what are the A24 films? Oh, like Moonlight and like all those really solid. Oh, Canopy right, right. Films. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so anyway, Netflix and Marvel hate each other. So let's say... So is Jessica so Jones canceled? Why aren't they just saying... They're all canceled. Why are they, like, waiting, like, weeks? Aren't they in the can, though? Aren't Jessica Jones and Punisher wrapped? And they just have to show them? Yeah. To get their money back? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Uh, but they're done after that. Let's, let's say this. So Disney streaming happens. They decide to have a Daredevil show. Can it not be Charlie Cox? Is that forbidden now? Like, is there no hope of Charlie Cox being Daredevil in the but future? That's the thing I don't understand. Is is, the, is Netflix doesn't own anything? Nobody owns Charlie Cox. Well, He's his I mean, own man. But that's what I mean. If it, it's under Disney, is streaming it. Disney can do whatever the fuck it wants. They can do whatever they want. So why are you not, why are you doing this to us, Disney? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, Netflix might have a thing in the contract that's like anything we do is is Netflix stuff. I guess they'll just revamp it and restart it all. But that's the thing. But hey, if they're restarting everything after Avengers 4 in a way, I mean... You don't know that? Well, what is Phase 2? Because there's still going to be Captain Marvel and another Guardians of the Galaxy and there's another Spider-Man. But then it's like, how are you going to start these universes over? I'm very confused of how all this is going to work. I don't know if they are going to start universes over. Someone told me recently that they read. So this is this is firsthand news, everyone. Oh. Somebody told me that they read on the internet that f- there's a, a tease or a rumor that Phase Four, right? Is it four? That's going to be after Avengers Four. Um, well, I thought it's Phase su- Two. Isn't what's? Oh, girl, what? Wait, was what was Phase One end? When did Phase One end? The Avengers. Was the end of phase that phase two began with the Avengers? The end of phase two was Ant Man. Oh, it was okay. Age of Ultron and Ant Man were the last two movies in phase oh, two. I just thought it was these characters are playing these parts. That's phase one. <laughs> I'm not aware of any. Catch up. No, it's they okay, do. Okay, so it's phase like four. All right, finish your rumor. What's the rumor? That phase four is Secret Wars. And I was like, do you mean like Beyonder Secret Wars or do you mean like Elseworlds recent Secret Wars? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, don't yell at me. I want Beyonder Secret Wars and that brings the X-Men into it. I want... You want what? I want Elseworlds. I think I want Elseworlds Secret Wars. Oh, that's right. You liked all that. Oh, I loved it. But I I just think it's a good... I think... It would require like letting go of the hyper continuity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a little bit, because things take place in other in different places. I don't know. I would love Beyonder too. <laughs> I'd love but anything. Not not Secret Wars two, where Beyonder dates Dazzler. <laughs> that's the that's the ultimate uh, Secret Wars. <laughs> and, like that's how they introduce Dazzler. She's just a superhero on Earth, and the the benevolent. Tyrant God Dancer. Speaking of Dazzler, we have some Dazzler updates. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna spoil that? Do you wanna talk about that, Brett? What do you <laughs> Do you not know what we're talking about? No. The text you sent me. The text what did I send you? You sent me a text about someone who listens to our podcast, gave us an inside scoop oh. on Dazzler. Oh, 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 that's right. So <laughs> the title of our episode last, well, as you all know, because you've listened, last week's episode was We Stand Kelly Thompson, and we professed our love for her and her work. Uh, I mean, mostly her work. We don't know her. Yeah. Until now, she could be she could be a horrible person in real life. Yeah, she, no I idea. mean, she could be a real bastard, and we, we would could, have no idea. She could litter. 
She could. <laughs> she could smoke. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, she added us on Twitter. She listened. She complimented the show. She 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 certainly complimented the title. I mean, how how could you not? And then she came correct about Dazzler using holograms. She was like, "Well, my boy at Ashcan Press, who's Matthew Rosenberg, so she fucking added him in the same tweet." I'm like, "Guys, we're all hanging out. Me, Jeff, Kelly Thompson, Matthew Rosenberg. We're just in a room chatting. Woo! We're just chatting. We're on a Zoom." Um, she's like, "Yeah, he. What'd she say about him?" Um. Dazzler used holograms. Dazzler used holograms when she was in A-Force. In A-Force, yes, yes, Although yes. I read A-Force, and I don't remember that. I believe her, because... Well, she but, wrote it, so... Yeah, I, of I course. I her. But that's what I'm saying, is I don't remember which... I'm going to have to look back and see which uh, episode that was. That was to say, the thing that I loved about A-Force 2 is she went deep down to Excalibur 2 continuity and had yeah. it how Dazzler... And made Dazzler die and come back to life, just like in the Excalibur series. And did do we ever have we ever had a solid conclusion as to no, why that no, is? No, because that's the one thing is basically they're like, why is this happening? And she was like, this has happened before, <laughs> and they never have really figured out why. It's if the answer isn't Mojo's Body Shop, then what are we doing? <laughs> if the answer isn't Mojo and Spiral, that would make sense. Come on, um, but yeah, it was very nice. She oh, she mentioned Matthew Rosenberg. Shit, I don't want to undercut. Matthew, but let me let me do some dazzler splaining for you, um, and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, we're now couldn't up to three it. listeners. No, just we now, yeah, <laughs> amazing, amazing. But the third one writes X Men. Yay! Um, uh, so that was amazing, and uh, more amazing than Daredevil. And then I will say, so next week we will be doing the Stanley interview but i have decided for the two of us usually we sometimes discuss things we're going to do in future episodes but i'm just going to take a unilateral decision okay and um what a relief last week um i talked about my what i what i would write as a comic and which spawned uh diamonds and butterflies the story of uh emma frost and Psylocke on a mission with Cyclops and Angel. And uh, and then Iceman and North Star will be, you know, on the side as the gay comic relief. <laughs> I've decided I am going to write a fan fiction and we're going to read it. <gasps> yes! We're going to read it out loud as one of the episodes. Girl, that's how we make butterflies <laughs> and diamonds happen. We make it exactly. Happen. I'm making it happen because now I was talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. He's like, Why don't you just do it? I'm like, Thank you, baby, for believing in me. Oh. And then I was like, Bend over, cunt. Joe, so he's so wise, though. He deserves a good. He is very wise. Pounding. Um. Yeah. So uh, that definitely. Is well, that's very exciting. Future. Great. You better do it. I will. I will. Because that's the thing is you're never like, a lot of times as writers and stuff, when you're doing creative stuff, you're like, oh, oh, I've writer's block. I don't know what to do. But if someone's like, sit down and write a fight between Emma Frost and Psylocke, I'm like, done. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it's all there. It's all up in my head already. Yeah. It's just a matter of writing. Yeah the scenes in your head and then we'll, we'll piece them together somehow oh my goodness okay so that's all oh, fun. That's fun exciting things are happening and i think that leave is there anything else we need to talk about before we dive into comics nope let's dive into some comics okay and, uh, should we talk about ew first yeah ew i read a dc book ew, ew. i did too we try to diversify the comics that we talk about on this show so sometimes me and evil jeff who are marvel fans ew read dc books yeah. Uh, you read Superman. I heard a rumor that you read Superman. I did read Superman. And the only reason I read Superman is because they were like, finally we're going to release. I mean, it was action comics, technically. But uh, they uh, are finally going to say who the Red Cloud is. And uh, so in past uh, episodes, I was talking about how there's all these, we know it's a woman and it's all, and Lois is kind of like left, in a weird way, left Clark. And everyone's like, is the Red Cloud Lois? She's hanging out with Lex Luthor now. Is the Red Cloud uh, this regular character? I think, 
I think Lois is the red herring. The red herring, yes. Wah, wah, wah. And then, or is it this new character, Robinson Good, who just was written into the comic right as Brian Bendis started writing it, right when the red cloud appeared? Oh, let me guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was her. Robinson Good. It, now, what's her what's her profession? Is she, she's not the fire chief. Lady, no, she's she? a journalist. Oh, the fire chief was another possible one, but it was kind of like the most obvious one that it would be was her. That reminds me of how well played the reveal of who female Thor was. Yeah, because it was leading up to it being the character that I think Jason Aaron created. That um, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Roz, Rosalind, someone, uh, it was like everybody was like, it's Agent Roz, it's Rosalind, it's so obvious, it's her. And then it was the twist that uh, it was Jane Foster. It was done so well. You know, it was it was can- uh, cancer patient Jane Foster. Is she dead now? Um, oh, fuck. Is she, did she die? I don't think she... Fuck. Why can't I not remember? Yes. Anyway. How did that run end? Oh, my God. I thought she died. Because she like, cause if she kept you turning into Thor, she would be sicker when she turned back. Didn't she die at the yeah, end? Yeah, but then, like, she, like, you know, she of course, they hit the inevitable, like, if you change one more time, you're going to die. And yeah. then she changed and fought Magog. I don't think she died. I think she, like... She just can't ever be Thor, or she like lost the magic. <laughs> she lost the magic. Don't we all? Uh, but back to the Superman thing. Um, it was very obvious, and I will say this is just what I'm gonna say, especially after watching Miles Morales on the screen, and Brian Bendis totally had a hand in that. He's a producer on the on the movie. Uh, his heart's in it, like, and you feel it. This these Superman comics. I don't think he's digging it because I'm not feeling it. It's not the same like new Avengers. There's just like this edginess, this funness. There's something just kind of, and it's not even, it's, it's just, it feels like he's reading this being like, I guess this could probably be better. I just feel like he doesn't care. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, his passion's not in it. Yeah, because this whole red cloud thing is... Yeah, and I just don't understand, like, why would a news journalist be a news journalist if she also has superpowers and is running, like, an underground mafia? Right, like, why would she be stressed out about her day job? Yeah, why would she just have a day job Why would she try? Why would she show up? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, maybe if she was, like, people are like, oh, well, for the inside scoop. And you're like, well, if she was wanted an inside scoop, then she would be, like, a government worker or something. Like, not in a dying newspaper. Yeah, not at the failing Daily Bugle. No, not Daily Bugle, Daily Planet. But I also (gasps) don't, but it's also the fact it's where she... Is supposed to be this like super smart, has everyone fooled, yet she got kryptonite in an earlier issue and brought it to work and then Clark Kent fell over sick and she still hasn't pieced it together that he's fucking Superman. But she did figure out that when she turns into a cloud and goes into his body that he it it acts like he can't breathe and it actually hurts him. So it ends with oh. her realizing that she can probably take him down. Okay. Her line is, well, hell, that changes everything. That's a story, front page. And that's the last panel. Oh. As she's revealed who she is. Because she's a journalist. She's yeah, a journalist. it's the reveal. Yeah, because you know, yep. when, you are, when you are alone and your powers are going away, you have to make a pun to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I do it all the all time. All the time. Yeah. Uh, good thing it, if it was the fire lady, she would have been like, well, that changes everything. Now, let's get lit. <laughs> She's just like... It's the fire chief. We didn't start the fire. I started the fire. I did. And then, and then Billy Joel goes, what? And he's like tied up in a corner. And then she just <laughs> turns into a cloud and like goes into his nostrils and kills him. 
And then the next last real ass panel is Christy Brinkley. And she like finds his dead head in a trunk. And then she gets arrested for his murder. Oh, God. She's a patsy. Yeah. God, I need to write comics. Yeah, you should start with bi- uh, Butterflies and Diamonds. I will. What did you read in DC? How many ooze do you give oh, Superman? Oh, I'm giving it four ooze. Ew, 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 ew. Damn. And I was liking it in the beginning, but this I'm not feeling this. The reveal well, was, was the reveal was a cop out to me. Um, I read Heroes in Crisis, the book by Tom King, issue number three. Who are the heroes in Crisis? Well, certainly not the scores of dead ones, of which there are many. Um, is this is this take place in like normal continuity? I still don't know. Okay, who's uh, all dead? Probably. Who's alive? Oh, God, we I, like so it was. They were all murdered in issue one, but a new one just died. It's just well, they keep what revisiting. I, what so issue anyway. is the? Are you on three? Oh, okay. Have you read all it's of a, it? Yeah, it's a murder. It's a limited series. Um, it's a murder mystery. They left it so that you don't know if the person who killed all the heroes that were in the trauma center built by Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, it's either Booster Gold or Harley Quinn. Is what they establish did, in issue one. But so they, I remember you talking about this, but are they still, are they still alive? Yes. It opens with them trying like to kill each other because they're both like, I think pretty much the only survivors at the slaughter at this superhuman trauma center. Okay. So it's, it's. It, they went a big leap forward. Talk about red herrings. So you actually saw in a revisitation scene, Harley Quinn murder Wally West. So they reveal Harley Quinn killed some, killed one of the dead heroes at this thing, which then the assumption is she killed all of them. I, I'm sure, I'm not sure why this happened. There, they, there's a tendency in this book to move away from the main plot and go to flashbacks of the heroes in the trauma center their treatment, what they're trying to get over. So a lot of the book, and this is what it purported to be, is let's visit trauma in the DC universe. Or and and what yeah. or crisis. Or crisis. <laughs> um so it's it, I, I said this the other two times. It's surprisingly it feels heavy handed to me. It feels very woe is me. It feels like, hey, you know what's something we don't ever do in our books? Uh, Emotional consequences. (laughs) I know. Let's have a five-issue series about that. I don't mind that. But you feel it's... What I mind is how it's handled. No, what I mind is emotional consequences should be part of your stories anyway. Yeah. (laughs) All of the stories should be visiting this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it just feels really uh, like wrought and heavy handed and um, the the main plot of like who killed everybody is starting to lose me. I don't know if this isn't continuity because they, they killed off some really big characters. But then again, it is a crisis series. So maybe, you know, it's it's a, a cleanser, I guess, is what these these things typically are. Who else? Who else like Wally West? He's kid kid flash or is he just a flash? Yeah, like. He's kind of like more grown up. Yeah, Flash. He's just Flash. Who is anyone else that big died? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Not like a Superman well, or Wonder Woman or Batman or anything. No, no, Nightwing. no, 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 no. All Bat like BC list characters. Yeah. Plastic Man. No, lower than Plastic Man. Like Wally West was a big one. Uh, a lot of characters I never heard of. Okay. Um, there's a page where they show some people who were murdered. Yeah, but it's really it's it's a lot of obscure DC characters who, you know, DC fans are probably like, oh my god, can you believe they had Lagoon Boy in this issue? It's people like that. Goon Boy, like Commander sounds, Steel and Gunfire racist. and Tattooed Man. Oh, it looks like Poison Ivy was one of them. 
Poison Ivy's dead. No. Say it the ain't former, so. The former kid devil from Titans. Uma. Uma. Um, yeah, so it's just, I give it, oh, Arsenal is dead. Col- Colton Haynes <laughs> is dead. Oh, is that who he plays on Arrow? Yeah. Oh. Um, I give it three. I'll give it three ews. It ew, sounds ew, ew. like you still need to see where it's going before you can decide whether yeah, you hate which, it. Which is a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery, so I don't want to judge it just yet. Yeah. Because, like, I don't like judging mystery on, like, well, I don't know what's happening. That's the f- It's called mystery, friends. But uh, so. it, could, it could end with, oh, all right, that was amazing. Or, oh, that was it? Ugh. There is some, uh, the, the whole treatment is kind of like a danger room, but for psychiatry. Yeah. So it's, like, whatever you're thinking, like, that that environment is created around you and like you're dealing with like solid light um holograms that can hit you um so there is like booster gold is brought into this trauma center and his his trauma is just to beat himself up (laughs) it's like (laughs) wow yeah i mean it's you know it's overt (laughs) it's heavy-handed I'm not going to read it. <laughs> yeah, you have not yeah. sold me on it. Which I, I think I'm surprised because it's Tom King and he can do no wrong. Miracle Man, uh, Mr. Miracle Vision. Yeah. So I'm like, is it me? It could be. Maybe you're Probably. just Maybe you're just dead on the inside and you're just kind of like been there, done that, seen it. Maybe. Um... I will say, I'm going to switch subjects now, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, you're talking about um, uh, the danger room type of scenario and a therapeutic reminded me of, it reminded me of a show I just saw, and I actually just caught up on a show that I had no idea is actually kind of amazing. What? The Orville. I've heard. I watched the first episode and I was like, fuck this. It's trying to be a comedy, but now it's trying to be serious. It's trying to be serious. Fuck you. I want this to be a comedy. And so I like, because I went into it wanting it to be like an absurd absurd satire and it was taking itself way too seriously, I was angry at it. But then people were saying, like, no, it does take itself seriously. It's actually better than the current Star Trek that's on right now. It's yeah, like I've heard doing that. Star Trek better than Star Trek. They were like, go back in and watch it, taking it seriously. And then the comic relief is actually even more enjoyable. It is so good. It is so fucking good. And here I'm just going to say this. If you are not sure whether you should see it, and a-, a Roblo in an alien makeup outfit has sex with Seth MacFarlane. Oh my God. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane ain't bad. I wouldn't kick him out of my bed. There's a whole like love romantic relationship. And the whole time everyone's like, are you gay? And he's like, what? Maybe I am. I just want to fuck him. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> Wow. But the show, each episode takes on kind of like an interesting trope, like the original Star Trek series did and Star Trek to the next generation, where I feel this newer Star Trek show is is trying to do like big arcs and big stories where each of these is like, no, let's talk about social media in the context of the future. Let's talk about this issue, gender in the context of the future. Um, It's really good and I highly recommend it. Excellent. So it was definitely marketed like it was a spoof. Yes. Of science fiction. But that's the thing is, it, and I think honestly, it's gotten, there's always funny stuff, but the first episode did have a lot of funny stuff, but now they're kind of being like, that's actually not what this show is. So, uh, but I highly recommend it. It's very enjoyable. Okay. Um, well, what comic books did you read in the uh, land of Marvel? X-Men. Oh, I could my God. I started to read a few others, and I just got bored. And I was like, ugh, I can't. And I didn't get through anything else. I didn't even get through Wolverine. Oh, well, I want to talk about that. You know what I read? 
Uh, what? I read Ironheart, number one. Uh, does, is this like, is she, is in this, because she's part of the champions now, right? Yeah, this one is set, it's solo. I don't know if she's still currently on the champions. I, that book feels like it has a rotating roster, but I'm sure she is. Yeah. Uh, it's the same artist as a champions artist, and it's written by um, Eve Ewing, who is a renowned poet. Oh. Yes. So does that mean it's like kind of artsy? Um, no, it's just uh, it's an it it's just it feels authentic. Um, it feels like a character that has a distinct voice. Riri. Uh, it's about her in Chicago, just doing her thing, working at a lab, a big corporate lab, um, saving people. She fights a Spider-Man villain, Clash, a new newish Spider-Man villain. And is there like some kind of setup for a big, like a big arc nemesis? Uh, not with this character. She, she, um, it, it showcases how she's very smart at figuring things out. Like she's like, she just feels very in over her head fighting this guy, but she's able to like pause at certain times and be like, all right, well he's doing this. So that means this. So if I th- do this, then I think like, she's kind of a MacGyvery. Yeah. Like she's kind of like, she kind of figures stuff out in the moment and thinks it through. And that's her thing, which is great. Um, yeah, but she's a very just endearing character. It's a good book. Uh, the reveal. So she, um, I think her background is that in Chicago, uh, her best friend was shot and killed. And one of her family members, like whoever raised her, um, was shot and killed as well. Uh, so the, the big thing at the end of the book is she's working on the AI of her suit. Yeah. And like, she's like, well, Tony has Friday and I've got just this cold computer voice. So she's like, I forget through what method she is sort of framing and defining this AI within the AI comes to life at the end. And it's the girl, her best friend who was shot and killed. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, it was a very nice, very nice touch. Uh, I don't know. It's just fresh and fun and nice. Sounds great. I'll read it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, what about Wolverine? How was that? So here's the thing with return of Wolverine. You had four books with these four crack teams searching for Wolverine. None of them can find him. We just spent all that time <laughs> looking for Wolverine. And then all of a sudden, Gene's like, boop, I found him. Oh, that's right. That's how that ended. So did they finally confront him? Yeah. And he, I don't know what's going on in Logan's head. When he Does was he in not the, remember them? He doesn't remember them. But another Wolverine in the prison he was in when he was locked up in Soterra, uh, there, like each person in all the cells at Soterra was a different version of Wolverine, like Patch. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. and one of the Wolverines, I think it's one of the more um, murderous ones, kind of told him who each X-Man is and how to defeat them. So he fights them. He fights them. So it's like, you know, Nightcrawler. So there's this guy, he's blue. His name is Nightcrawler. He teleports. And it's all about how Nightcrawler, like when he's um, fighting furiously and like not thinking, he's just working on instinct. He relies on patterns when he teleports. So Logan knew like where he was going to teleport next and like knocked him out, like stuff like that. But then at the end, um, he goes to kill Gene and Iceman jumps in and saves him and like covers him in a mountain of ice. And then Wolverine busts through with his brand new hot claws and, right, <laughs> and right, slices right. Aquaman in half. Aquaman? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Iceman <laughs> slices Iceman in half. It's like Iceman's upper body and lower body are But that separated. doesn't kill him. No, no. He's like he's actively like trying to get back to his legs in the panel. Jesus. Yeah, it's not great. And I was just reading through I some... I hate so- the fire claws. Yeah, I hate so dumb. it. The solicits 
are like there's a new Wolverine story coming up and it's more about him having the Infinity Stone. It's about how Loki I thought he met, doesn't have it anymore. Well, how we had it and how Loki um met that Phoenix Wolverine from the future. It, like it's all about that stuff. I'm like then why are we doing this so terrorist? Why why are Just there two Just join the goddamn X-Men and be done with this. I don't understand. Uh or go back to like Japan. At least give me something oh familiar. My God, you can't say go back to Japan. I mean, do the stories in Japan? Well, he's not Japanese, so you can say that. <laughs> it's like me. If I tell you, I'm like, hey, remember when you had a good time in Jamaica? Go back to Jamaica. I'm not being racist. <laughs> I'm just saying he had really good stories in Japan. It go back to the weird. stories in Japan. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, thank God he didn't have stories in Africa, because then that would have sounded way worse. <laughs> anyway, f- fuck this Wolverine shit. I'm over it. I don't get it. Like, Why the, the are they keeping him so separated from the X-Men? The solicit for this other story was like, hey, didn't Wolverine have an Infinity Stone? Find out what happened there. Like, I'm like, why is there a Soterra origin of his return and it, like an Infinity Stone origin? Also, don't don't tell me the Infinity Stone story after the Infinity Wars stuff is done. Just like you're starting the Uncanny X-Men before extermination is done. I, what is happening? Some art. I bet you the artists are just really far behind or something. But it's not yeah. it's not working yeah. for me. It's not working for me. All right. I can't even talk about Wolverine anymore. Let's Fine. Just talk about the fucking X-Men and yes. be done with this garbage. A lot happened in Uncanny X-Men number three. Um. So I forgot that Legion wiped his existence from the planet. He did? Yeah. Remember he did that at the end of that one Legion run. Not the most recent one, but the one before that. Oh, at the very re- end of it, he erased his everyone's. He erased oh, his existence in X Men Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why no one remembered who he. No one knew who he was. Oh. Because the kids didn't know who he was, and then Iceman is like, "For real, who is this?" And I think Jean remembers because she was in the White Hot Room or whatever when all that happened. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't pick up on any of that. Um. Yeah. So Legion shows up to the X Mansion where the. Kyle and Yast, new X-Men are. And he's like standing in front of an angry mob at their doorstep, X-Men's doorstep. The kids answer. And Legion's like acting very politician-y. Hair is down, wearing a suit. Hey, kids, how are you? Then he gets hit in the head from the angry mob. And he starts to go a little, he starts to become worrisome. Yeah. And they still let him in. They still let him in, and then he starts pounding his head against the floor when he finds out that Jamie Majorox is out there doing stuff. Which, I'm like, I I mean, I guess chalk it up to different personalities, but Legion is the one who we find out, cut to our friends. Is giving all of the dupes his different personalities with different powers. Yeah, our friends, the X-Men, find the um, Jamie Prime chained up in a cell put there by Legion. Legion forced him to dupe himself thousands of times, and then Legion gave each dupe a power using one of his personalities. But that's the thing, is we now just need to know, like, which which personality, is this a different personality, like an evil personality that's, like, in charge of this? that That's behind this, or is it Legion? Right, and it feels like it's Legion because he's trying to save everybody from from who? From who, Legion? Uh oh. Well, from them. From, and I didn't. I guess this with the yeah. it was the the opposite of the of uh, the four yeah. horsemen of uh, what is it the four horsemen of salvation salvation. Or salvation, and so instead of war war it's peace. What is it? It's peace, bounty, life, and uh, what was the other wellness. One? Wellness. Yeah, he never says um, peace, but that's the one you can guess because he leads. That's what he is. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. Um, uh, Blob is bounty. Omega Red is wellness, and Angel is life. I would imagine. And I'm interested because that means does that mean Omega Red usually those tentacles and the pheromones he released like poison people? So does that mean he now they he now Maybe heals, he heals people? Them. Yeah. 
Interesting. Um, and so clearly this is all leading to Nate Gray is like the anti-apocalypse. Yes. He's going to remake the world in his image, I'd imagine. And because Nate Gray wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Legion creating the apocalypse timeline, he somehow is playing into all of this as well. Yes. It's all of our friends from AOA. And is this then leading to another alternate timeline? Yeah, those books we talked about. So those books are almost the exact same thing as what happened when Age of Apocalypse happened. Oh, yeah, when X-Man so does all of his those thing. Books, all of those books we're looking at, none of those are like, none of those are like, those are like alternate dimension worlds, probably. Yeah, or because the last one, I mean, AOA was because he went back in time Wound up killing Xavier, and then and then that's what happened to the world. This one doesn't feel like it's going to involve time travel and just recreation because a thing in the past changed. What do you think? Maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. I'm not that imaginative. (laughs) But I'm hooked. It's good. I'm very into. I I was not into the first one because it was like. Telling, doing too much, but these next, these past two issues have been real good, real good. The um, the 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 short stories that were in the back, the interwoven short stories in the back of one, I thought was going to be a thing moving forward in every issue. It's but I, that's quite an undertaking, though. And I'm glad it's not, because that was what I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's exciting. There's stakes. Um, the mansion blew up at the end, which can't have a big X-Men event without a mansion blowing up. But that's another one where I was even CBR had an article of like all the times the mansion blew up. You're like, stop blowing up the mansion. Cause you know, when the last time the mansion blew up X-Men gold, <laughs> it blew up in X-Men happened. gold. It just fucking blew up. Stop it. Ugh. cause it's not dramatic anymore. It's an eye when roller. It's the tenth, like, well, yeah, okay, when, when you blow is. up something for the tenth time, it's not dramatic. Yeah, it's just like, uh, whatever. Like, or do something different. Like, maybe if the X-Men, like, turned into, like, the Disney castle, then I'd be like, what? What? Or they had to live in an apartment building, and they all had separate units. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That would be fun. I like that a lot. Anyway, I'm I'm digging it. I'm jonesing on it. And another thing typical to big X-Men events is typically you'll have some characters that are taken out and spend the rest of the story in in the, you know, this the lab and Beast is monitoring their vitals. That's Yeah. That's a trope. Yeah. That's a trope. I hope they make it through. Uh, and it seems our first two are Jubilee and North Star. Yeah. Uh Poor North Star. And then uh, he needs some kind of... Is he still married? Yes. Let's end that. Let's break that shit up. Let's break that up. Break that shit up. Have him and... I I want him, Iceman, and then the new Pyro. I want there to be drama and threesomes. I'd rather not break them up. I'd rather just they they have an open marriage. Yeah. Oh, but that's the... Open marriages are great in reality. Uh, because there's no like lying, cheating, and but then there's no drama, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's not good for storytelling. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. If you took out lying, if you took out the, because uh, when you have an open marriage, then you don't have to lie and you don't have to cheat. If you take that out, most there's no. There's no stories to tell anymore. There's just being bad with money as far as like reasons for fights. Yeah. And that's boring. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't want to see something where they're just like, oh my God, I told you not to buy that blender. We can't afford a Vitamix right now. You know, one of them could be overly critical of the other and that's where the drama comes from. Sure. Anyway, I liked it. It's great. I liked it. I liked it. I like that it's coming out weekly for the time being. Uh, yeah. I would, I'd be, well, better because there's nothing else. There's no other X book. 
I'm surprised by Omega Red. Who would you have picked for the um Elixir? Oh yeah. Duh. I think we even said that in yeah. the previous. Yeah. Of course it has to be Elixir. He's immortal. Like, hello. Hello. And he heals. Come on, peeps. <sighs> and he's one of Magneto's people now. And remember when Elixir was in X Force? Oh, so good. So good. Remember when Vanisher was in X Force? Oh, I loved it. And he had a tumor. And they had to keep Elixir. Because <laughs> they're like, we'll heal it when you are done teleporting us where we need to go. <laughs> and the tumor Elixir gave him had an X logo on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I love looking at our four horsemen of salvation is that Blob dons a jaunty walking stick. <laughs> I know. What is that? It's so cute. I know. Like, but what? What is that? Has to be just pure aesthetics. A walking stick can't do anything for someone that's like three tons. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you look at the character design thumbnails they have in the back, like after the last page of the issue, Blob's character design. It's I. I love it. Yeah. It's good. He's adorable. It's the beginning of that gay looking, mm-hmm. that whole gay other. What's that one X comic called with um, Psylocke? That's the um, the one Leia Williams is writing, and it's the uh, extremists, right? The extremists, yeah. That is all. Those outfits are just gay as fuck. I love it. Yes, Fulton. Um, He's like, I'm Fulton. no longer Blob. I'm Daddy. <laughs> I'm Daddy, <laughs> daddy Blob. blob. But here it looks like he's like Grandpa Blub. Or like fun, like nice Uncle Blub. Nice Uncle Blub. Delightful. Read read the X-Men. We did it. Read the X-Men. We'll talk about number four next week. Maybe we'll talk about Stan Lee. We will. I swear to God, I'm going to ask. Damn it. Um, Well, thank you so much, everybody. Look, you could really help us out. Um, I feel like we're on the precipice of greatness, Evil Jeff. Uh, I feel like with your Kelly Thompson's adding us and listening, um, plus this, I recently did a search for just the words comic book on iTunes Music Store, and we were like in the last row of like the top of the 50 podcasts that they show, and then have this like really insulting disclaimer at the end is like, the other podcasts that fall into this category just aren't relevant, and we won't show them to you. They but wait, it's it's literally says that it's something like about irrelevance. When you know there's oh, another five hundred comic book podcasts outside of the fifty or whatever that they show you, but it's like, but we're not going to show you those. We so, just made relevancy. So we we were on the bottom row, and then later on in the day, on my other computer, like my work computer. I did the same thing and we weren't in the bottom row. So we're really, I think like we're teetering on the edge of relevance. So my point Um, is. Wait, so we weren't in the bottom. So we just, we were, we were not relevant in that one. Yeah. I think the algorithm, whatever, whatever variables entered the algorithm. It was like not comic book queers this time. So my point is this ratings help. If you like the show, please go on iTunes Give us a rating. That'll help more people find us and help build up this wonderful community of talkers, yes, please. listeners, and readers. I agree. I am desperate for attention and I will do whatever it takes. I'm just desperate, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and all points in between and all points outside. Please remember that if you read comics, well, then that makes you... That makes you... Queer. Queer. Nighty nighty. Bye. Bye.